0: Joining us live on Newsline on this second Wednesday of Lent, New York Archbishop Timothy Cardinal Dolan. Cardinal, thank you so much for being with us.
2: Bridget, thank you for the uh, invitation. What's going on here? You uh, introduced me a minute ago, and then you put on a big Lou commercial about people who are overweight and have high blood pressure.
0: (laughs) I assure you, Cardinal, that that was just an unfortunate coincidence.
2: (laughs) She's hardly a a subtle Irish woman, if that's not an oxymoron. Anyway...
0: Oh my goodness! All right, we'll 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 get into that a little bit, but so much to talk to you about. But before uh, we talk about Lent and, and other topics, I have to play this clip for you from Mayor Adams talking about church and state. Uh, Cardinal Dolan, take a listen. Don't
2: tell me about no separation of church and state. State is the body, church is the heart. You take the heart out of the body, the body dies. I can't separate my belief because i'm a elected official
0: i wanted to get your reaction to that cardinal can elected officials check their religion at the church door once they enter political office
2: is was that our mayor i i hadn't heard that Bravo. yeah it's sure Bravo, at, no at mayor, a breakfast Adam. prayer yesterday way way to go no i'm glad he tagged that for too long so He's, I'm sure he believes in the First Amendment, he took an oath to the Constitution, but the separation of church and state is not in, in the Constitution. And we, we, I think we've made a mistake in our, in our country, which is contrary to the intention of our founders. Faith and, and government and our country always need to be allied. And faith, faith can't be separated from politics. Yes, entanglement from churches needs to be. So there is, we've used the phrase separation of church and state, and boy, that I would defend because that benefits the church as much as it does the state. But we don't want to separate belief, values, ethics, morality. We don't want to, spirituality, boy, we don't want to separate that from politics and from government service. That may be part of our problem, that we think that that an emphasis on on values and, and noble virtue uh, and, and conviction and conscience, we may think that has no place in in our political discourse. And boy, it sure does. So, bravo, Mayor Adams. Glad you said it.
0: Oh, this has been uh, part of the uh, discourse recently. Some Catholic school closings, twelve, and all across the city.
2: Uh, oh, boy. yeah.
0: Yeah, Cardinal, why why is it happening? And are are more schools uh, likely to close in the future?
2: Boy, I hope not. I hope not. And I'm I'm convinced we're not going to have to face that in the near future. Please, God, this is extraordinarily painful because what do we got, Bridget? We had a dozen splendid schools that were generously to the point of sacrifice supported by parents and benefactors and the priests and principals and teachers. But uh, because of things outside their hands, like what? Demographic shifts, fewer children, uh, people moving to the suburbs. Uh, all of this means that the kid, the, the the customers aren't there. To use a to use a car- carpet language here, we don't have the kids we used to. Even our government, public schools are going through this. So we had them. It's very difficult because education is so complex today, Bridget. It's very difficult to keep a school strong. Uh, inviting the highest of quality, which our schools are, with less than 200 people. And when they're in a shrinking neighborhood, and let's face it, the options, thanks be to God, because of charters, which we're all for, by by, by the way, many of the, those children that would have come to us in the past are now going to charter. Long way of saying, Bridget, our customer base has shrunk. We don't have as many children. The enrollments were down. So we thought, look, the best thing we can do is to take two excellent schools and merge them, two schools nearby where you've got who are kind of uh, looking for the same children, the same quality people, the same excellent buildings, the same excellent faculty. Let's bring them together. So instead of two kind of schools that are are, are really working to survive, we'll have a strong, prosperous one.
0: Right. Right. That
2: noble goal doesn't dilute the, the, just the anguish of having to make these tough decisions.
0: Understood. Cardinal Dolan, I know I have to let you go in about 30 seconds, but it is the season of Lent, and I have to ask yeah. you, I feel like I'm the unofficial St. Patrick's correspondent because of my last name. It falls on a Friday. Do we get a dispensation from any Lenten sacrifices on that day? Yeah.
2: I tell you, Bridget, you come have corned beef and cabbage with me and we'll be be fine. Yes. You know, St. Patrick's Day is not only big for the Irish, it's the feast day of the Archdiocese of New York. That's why our cathedral's named St. Patrick's. So I, as as the archbishop, as any other bishop, can dispense from the Lenten rigors of fast. And I'm doing that on March 17th.
0: Cardinal so, Dolan, uh, thank you. I, I feel you. free. I feel freer now for St. Patrick's Day. It is always such a pleasure to chat with now, you. I
2: didn't say anything about Guinness. Okay, we'll uh, talk about that.
0: Later, all right? <laughs> no, no, no. We'll stick to our root beer, uh, Cardinal. You thank bye, you Rich, so much. To you. All right, bye-bye. Bye bye.